1: Hello, and welcome to another mini-episode of Dear Prudence. I'm your host, Danny M. Lavery, and this show is for you, our Plus subscribers. Our guest this week is Anna Hetherington, who has a doctorate in Renaissance art history, wants to teach the world visual literacy, and is obsessed with her dog, Wilson, sweetened condensed milk, and her friends. And now, here's our first letter. So, we will um, move on to people that we can—or creatures, rather, that we can hold to slightly higher standards— it's just a classic. It's a coworker who's always eating your stuff. The subject is My Very Hungry Coworker. Dear Prudence, I work in a small office environment, and right now only two of us come into the office. Jay is the newest employee and the only other person on site. I don't like Jay, so while I'm courteous and professional, I avoid interacting with him whenever possible. When he was first hired, we received a rare perk snack. That two people could have enjoyed over a few months. However, Jay ate all of it in three days. And when I asked him about it, he claimed that others must have had some too. What others? Now he is eating food that I bring in for myself even if it has my name on it. I don't have space to keep food at my desk, and I don't think I should have to. I also know that he's single. He's earning a good salary, while I'm a single mother earning $15 an hour. He should be able to afford his own lunch, but he never brings his own food in. I'm afraid I might completely freak out on him the next time this happens. I've already made the manager and the company owner aware, but nothing came of it. How do I address this without losing my temper? Wow, you're the best reader. I I mean, I... We had a a question like this maybe a year or two ago of somebody else with the same situation where it was like, I know that this guy makes more than me. I know that he's not like supporting a family of six. And normally like I don't want people to get into like whether or not their colleagues are married or partnered or have children to support or whatever. But like the, the same dynamic of like, this guy makes a lot more money than I do and he's always taking my food, which is such a creepy power play of like, he could get food anywhere else and he takes it from like, you know, this like single mother, like the the, the poor widow with her might.
0: Her might. I think uh, to me in this story, it was almost irrelevant. Like who cares in some way how much he makes versus how much she makes. If it's her food with her name labeled on it, he does not get to eat this food.
1: Yeah. I think just maybe like that extra grossness of like he could get food anywhere. He's not like struggling to make ends meet. He's just bored.
0: But how do we know that? Maybe he's giving away all his money to an orphanage i don't know i don't know jay yeah i have no He's incredibly idea. generous
1: to orphans and incredibly rude to, to mothers who make less money yeah um i also just pictured uh, that that scene in 30 rock where liz eats jack's entire steak in like 30 seconds and he says where did it go and she just says, a, a dog ate it like that was my he was like oh somebody else must have eaten all the the peanut brittle yeah
0: back to that dog i uh, yeah i uh I don't know a good. Sol- What's your solution? I'm I was stumped by this one because I think talking to Jay may be a good idea. I'm also so envious of anyone who like works with another person right now. That I'm like, wow, a human in the same space. But like, imagine if you, like <laughs> in,
1: if if most of your life is like quarantine or lockdown or social distancing, except for at work where you have to see someone you That's hate. Awful sort of like how one of the last people uh, I saw before we all went into quarantine, like one of the last times I went out to a restaurant, Grace and I went to dinner with someone we really like and someone we hadn't met before. And we both really didn't like this new person. Like really, really just didn't like them at all. And then like within a couple of weeks we'd be speaking so fondly like, man, I would give anything to go to dinner with that
0: person that we found (laughs) annoying. Like, yes, please, come back. Um, I think Jay shouldn't eat the food. I think the snacks, like I don't know. I feel like who knows how long it takes for one to eat a snack. Divide them in half. Half of the snacks for her, half the snacks for him. Yeah. I mean, you already don't like him.
1: You try to avoid him. So if your goal is really just avoid him and and not have to have this conversation with him, even if you don't feel that you should have to keep food at your desk, which I totally agree you shouldn't have to. The reality is that you do because otherwise he'll eat it. So if your number one goal is just I don't want to have to talk to Jay about my food, get a lockbox, like an actual lockbox. You can get one at the Home Depot. You can get one online or or just any kind of container with a key. But, you you know, you can even get one from like Crate and Barrel for like $30. Like they are absolutely available. That is your lockbox. That's where your food goes and you lock it. And that might feel kind of ridiculous and petty, but it's going to work and it's not that much money.
0: Or for free, make room totally make room at your desk, right? Because the letter writer says they don't want to use their desk for their food, but it seems like Jay would not cross that boundary. But maybe sometimes... Ooh, I
1: believe Jay would absolutely... if, If Jay's eating her food with her name on it and there's only two of them in the office and he knows she's going to know that he took it, He's definitely the kind of guy who, like, if you get up and go to the bathroom, he's just going to wander by your desk and be like, ooh, chips. Mine. What others? <laughs> that was my favorite part. <laughs> what, what others? Yeah. What others? Um, and I just think that's going to be the most straightforward way out of this. You can talk to him. If it were me, I would definitely be like, hey, Jay, stop eating my food. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't ask him if he'd been doing it. If he tried to say I wasn't, I would just say, like, obviously you are. We both are the only people in the office. Don't do it. And And... That would just be the conversation. But if you don't want to argue with someone you hate, which I would really understand, get a fucking lockbox.
0: Or write an email and copy HR. BCC. I mean, is there HR? Because they've already talked to the manager and the company owner,
1: and there's apparently only two or three employees. They might be too small for an HR department. So maybe
0: why not email Jay and copy the manager and the company owner Ooh. so that Jay knows? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I mean, you're certainly entitled to do that. As long as you stay, like, the bare minimum of professional and polite, you could definitely also do that. But continue to assume that Jay is going to do what he can to make life difficult for you and that your manager and the company owner are not going to be super helpful. 30 bucks, get the lockbox. Or, no, no. You shouldn't start bringing in food that's already gone bad.
0: Absolutely not. Let's not poison Jay.
1: No, don't poison anyone. I'm always... (laughs) Anna, I'm always saying don't poison don't people. Don't poison people. I, I, I'm like a broken record with that. I'm always saying, do not No
0: matter poison what the question
1: people. is, don't poison them. Don't yeah, do it. Don't Don't do that. Great. I'm so glad. Don't poison Jay. Oh, this next one. We we talked a little Whoa. bit about this one yesterday and I just keep really going back and forth on this one. I think <gasps> mostly I just want to say this one makes me really sad. This one
0: makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, I don't have to read it. You do. Oh, good. Great. Okay. Subject, not just age gap love. Dear Prudence, my husband and I are in our 40s and have been great friends with another couple, Alice and Joe, for the last three years. Joe is 49. Alice is 38. This didn't bother us since they're both adults but we recently learned something that has us rethinking everything. We're part of the same pandemic pod and during a recent meal together, Alice mentioned their upcoming 24th anniversary. We took a minute to process this and to double check our math. And after a few questions, Joe and Alice revealed that they met when she was 14 and Joe was 25. They started dating a year later. He was a friend of Alice's brother, so he was always at their house. My husband and I were visibly shocked, so they started defending this with comments about how teenage Alice had looked so adult and how Joe was always a kid at heart, as if this made an adult dating a teenager fine. My husband blew up and called Joe a predator, sarcastically asking him if he considered our daughter within his dating pool or if she was a bit old for him at 16. I was stunned speechless. Joe and Alice left, telling us that we had overreacted and were judgmental idiots. I have since received a text from Alice asking for just me and her to meet up, in which she expresses sadness at my husband's prejudice towards H-gap love. I have no idea what to say. I also think Joe's actions were appalling and predatory. On the other hand, Alice pointed out that she and Joe have been very happy together in the two decades since, So she argues their age gap at time of meeting was no bad thing. My husband wants nothing to do with them again, but a part of me wonders if it's worth preserving my previously great relationship with Alice and if cutting her off completely would be an overreaction. Neither of our kids knows why we've had a huge row with our friends and we don't know what to say to our teenage daughter in particular regarding why we don't want her going round there ever again.
1: Yeah man i mean as as you were saying there's a lot about this that's just challenging painful i don't want to say complicated cuz i feel like people often say complicated when they mean something else yeah um and it's it's not exactly that it's complicated it's more like if you were to present me with a couple and say hey one member is 49 and one is 38 and they're happily together i would say great Lovely. And if you said, here's a 15-year-old and her 26-year-old boyfriend and they're sleeping together, and I would say
0: Let me call the police. Yeah. Which well, I, now call I the police.
1: Let's call let's call someone. Let's talk to a lot of people and very much like and as you know, I don't often advise calling the police on this podcast. And in that case, I would certainly say, Let's put that one on the table. I would um, have to do it as a mandated reporter. Yeah. Yeah. I just like So, those are two such different things, and um, I guess really the question is, and that was the thing that we were talking about yesterday, is does the fact that they are now happily married – and I I want to be able to take Alice at her word when she says, I'm 38, I know my own mind, I love my husband, even while also leaving room that – sometimes we justify things to ourselves that are not actually okay. Like I I don't want to try to take anything away from her now. I I guess I just, I I, I think it's important for me to say it may very well be true that she is happily married to this guy that she felt safe and relatively respected and well-looked after and all of that when they first got together. And, And, and I can allow for that possibility. And it's also true that he committed a crime that they met when she was 14 and that it is predatory and wrong. And both of those things can be true at the same time. So it's not even like, oh, well, they're happy now, so it's all okay. I I, I just, there's a reason that we have laws and rules about this kind of thing. And it's not just like, well, if later the person says they had a good time, it was fine. It's like, you didn't know that at the time. You didn't know that 15 years from now, she was going to look back and say, this was great sorry, I realize I've just kind of like gone off the rails there, but I guess that's kind of what I wanted to start with, which is those are separate issues. I
0: think those are separate issues. And I also will add to that issue, which is the fact that both Alice and her husband do not acknowledge during the course of the conversation that it was not okay. Right. That for me is a problem, right? It's if they had said, yes, of course, I'm now 49 and 38. And I absolutely see this. And it was a problem and an issue. And we have worked through this and gone to therapy. And we are clear that we're adults who have children and love each other and we're in a happy marriage. Great. Maybe great. I don't know. Maybe not great. But that she looks older and a kid at heart. I think like adults excusing that behavior is never okay.
1: Yeah. I I, I feel the same way. I think I would have had potentially a different response if they if they seemed to have given it non-defensive thought in the intervening years but like she looked older as just like but she wasn't yeah you know what i mean like she yes. very again it's not like you can go vote at, at at 15 and be like well you know i'm starting to grow a beard and they're like oh well if you look 19 right. come on in like it it doesn't matter and they're like always oh, a kid at heart so does that mean she's too old for him now like nothing about that uh, yeah, everything about that feels like weird and creepy and designed to push away the differences between an adult and a child.
0: Yeah. That being said, I can also imagine in that moment, having been together for 24 years, feeling quite defensive and wanting to justify. So I can see where um, the letter writer is confused having received the letter from her friend Alice, who was the one probably stunned by this. Right. Yeah. Um like just in terms of like where do we go from here, right? I have a hard time imagining forgetting about this or right. either couple being okay with moving forward because I'm pretty sure I forgot the name of the husband, Bob maybe. Just invented that. Joe is the other husband and the letter writer
1: doesn't either name herself. Doesn't or her name husband.
0: herself. Okay. Right. So um I just named them Bob because it seemed like a very good name. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I can't imagine the husband who got upset, he may have reacted, you know, intensely and appropriately, violently. I don't know, but. It was a big reaction. It, it was a, a big reaction. I don't see them going back to being friends. No, and bringing his daughter into, you know, that's awkward um, and weird, but now that's not going to be unsought.
1: I get it. Like it was in the moment. He had just found this out and he's like, well, our kid's 16. Like, if you, if you looked like an adult and he's a kid at heart, like, why is it not okay for him to ask out our daughter? And I, I get that that's provocative and uh not necessarily the best response, but I also get why that came up for him.
0: I get that too. I also think like, you know, there's no need to bring other crimes into it when the person's already said, okay, this happened. I was 25. She was 14. Let's not assume that 24 years later, the person's a predator, right? I think that's, there's no reason to go there because what's already happened is enough. Yeah, I
1: guess I think what I would settle on is, so the question is, Alice has asked me, mm-hmm. the letter writer, if mm-hmm. I want to meet up. And, and I don't know yet if I want to go. And I think one thing I would encourage the letter writer to ask is, like, why is Alice the one doing all the work here? Like, you're not saying that you're upset with Alice's behavior when she was 14 and 15. The problem is what he did when he was 25 and 26, so the fact that he is now apparently kind of like hiding behind, like, oh, I'll let Alice defend this, is like, well, Alice isn't the one who did something that troubles you. So I, I think the thing for you to consider, letter writer, is like, I don't, I don't know that you need to hear anything from Alice. I think the question is whether or not you need to talk to Joe. Um and not not necessarily to like fix this, but like to say like Don't hide behind your wife, man. Like, we're talking about what you did. I want to know how you think about it.
0: Yeah, I think there's so many questions that come up here. I think a very probable reality is that Joe wants nothing to do with the couple either. right? So,
1: And that he has no defense other than like, well, I wanted to and I did it and it worked out and she's not mad. So you shouldn't be mad at me either.
0: And I think that is the defense is like, it happened. We're married. We have children. We have a family. I stand by my life now and I don't yeah. want anyone to question it. And I suspect that's probably going to be the answer, right? Is that they're going to go their separate ways. I find it hard to imagine a relationship between Alice and letter writer, because I think it would necessitate a conversation. Um, not that like letter writer's husband has to approve of any relationship. I would be very clear. I think it is worth a conversation, however. And if yeah. you've already made a decision for another member of your family that your daughter's not ever going to go there or see, I, I couldn't get if there are other children if the daughter was friends with Allison's child. Right. I could- didn't know
1: if neither of our kids was like my husband and I have two kids yeah. or they also have kids. Um, yeah, I, you know, I th- I think yeah, I agree. If you're if you're going to have that be the rule, then you do need to talk to your daughter about why.
0: Yeah. And truthfully, I mean, no mm-hmm. hiding anything. It's like a yeah. moment for absolute transparency here and truth and a moment for your daughter to maybe, I mean, this is a moment, right? To say like, this is not okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that is hard because the question is like, it's one thing to say, like, it was not right. And it's another to say, does that also mean that this particular relationship where the woman in question is very much an adult and- says that she's doing well and is happy and we have no reason to doubt her word. Um, do we now have to stop talking to her, say that she should leave her husband? Like what, what would be the the best response to this? And there, I just don't know. I don't, I don't know that you can salvage this friendship. It doesn't sound like you're going to be able to, but no, you don't have to say because I think what he did was wrong 20 years ago, that your marriage is forever tainted, and that he's, you know, going to run around like, grabbing children out of parks and like kidnapping them. i don't I think you can just say what he did was not okay without, as you were saying, Anna trying to like, extrapolate it into what he might do in the future or with other young people like I don't know. I go really back and forth on this one, and I just want to confess I feel very like heightened around it I don't know if I'm overreacting part of me just wants to say like tell him to fuck off and tell her call me when you leave him and then I think you know who am I to tell a
0: 38 year old woman to leave her husband that she loves yeah and I think it's always really tricky to judge people by things they did 24 years ago if in the 24 years since then there's been truly right model behavior and and this is I just I think we need more information in that case, like truthful information, because yeah. I I don't I should speak for me. Like, I don't think I could be continue being friends with this couple. Like and that is yeah. the truth. Like, I feel very strongly about this. Um, I see how it will be very hurtful to Alice because right. in some ways her very life is like questioned and her partner's questioned and the choices she's made. And presumably she's speaking the truth. Right. She says this really worked out well for me. How dare you tell me? that like 24 years of my life have been, you know, bad and a lie and results of a crime, right? Right, right. I, I, I totally get that. And, and
1: I don't want you to infantilize Alice um, because they had a really bad answer to why did he do that 20 years ago? Um, and and I, think that's, I think that's a good place to sort of, I don't know if close is even the right word, but to sort of say, I'm troubled by what you told me if I knew about something like that going on right now, I would be very concerned and I would report it. Um, I'm also aware this is not going on right now. And I, I don't want to extrapolate or, or overstate my case by saying that your marriage is therefore doomed or, or that you are now a victim. But I do think that it was wrong. Um, And um, I also don't think that the fact that you apparently looked older or that he felt younger are the relevant justifications that you two levied. Um, And so maybe you have that conversation, not because you're going to then continue being friends, but just so you can try to find a, a somewhat, loving and respectful way to say like, this is really painful and it's hard and I'm sad that it's probably going to affect our friendship, but I also wish you well. And I don't think of you as a child now that might feel meaningful. Like you might be able to get a better friend breakup out of that and that's worthwhile.
0: Yeah. I think absolutely. Um, it would be wrong to not respond to Alice. I do feel pretty strongly about that. Um, that it's, that would be unfair. And if your friends and good friends, and presumably they are since they're in a pod together for three years and you met as adults and your friendship is based on like this adult relationship. And, you know, to me, friendships are like everything. Right. Um, So I think it, it is crucial to think about the response, maybe write it out ahead of time, Mm -hmm. maybe prepare something and then say, yes, I would love to speak to you because the thing that really bothers me is your response to our shock. Mm -hmm. It, Like, if you had an immediate acknowledgement, oh, we know this is so fucked up, Mm -hmm. and then here's our life since then. But to try to justify it could have been a thing of the moment, could have been not, I would let Alice speak. Um, I think that for sure, like, it's the responsible and loving thing to do to speak to Alice.
1: I think that's really true, yeah. Yeah. I agree. And if you need to give yourself some time before you're ready to talk to her, but just let her know that like you do care about her and you're thinking of her and you will let her know. I, I think that's right. Um and then, you know, you can listen to her. You can both take what she says seriously without necessarily having to agree with all of it. And and I think again, if all you kind of come away from that with is um I can't tell you how to feel about your marriage. And I trust you when you say that you're happy. And this also changes the way that I think of your husband's character. And there's nothing you can say to change my view of his actions. Like you may have chosen to incorporate, forgive, interact with whatever his choice is in a way that works for you. Okay. But um, that that doesn't transfer over to me. I don't forgive
0: him. Right. Unless she does, in which case yeah. I think we need to, in fairness to the letter writer, we should allow a conversation to be a real conversation. I just like from the side, having read two paragraphs, I have a hard time imagining a future um, for many reasons because it's, you know, presumably like six people involved, right? It's the like couples, the ch- however many children. Um, and I, it's hard to imagine, but maybe a relationship between letter writer and Alice
1: yeah, yeah, but I don't want to say that like you have a moral imperative to shun them. I don't think that that's the right response either. Or, or rather, I wouldn't say that you have to do that. Um, that's kind of it. I think I'm at this point. I'm yeah. just going to start spiraling into just like let's go oh, on. Yeah. Okay.
0: It's tough. So and sad.
1: it is. It is, and I'm I'm sorry, and I hope you don't have any more shocking dinner parties um, in your future.